Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Twin the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Dad. I'm Dad. And I'm also Dad. And together, we're... We're Dad and Dad. Dad and Dad. I was going to say two dads. Two dads. That's got other meanings. Together we're dads. <laughs> Together we are pluralized. Dad, pluralized. Dad plural. Um, A single person right, can never be plural. This is my. Uh, <laughs> this is my um, uh, impersonation of a progressive bigot on International Women's Day. Okay, you ready? Okay. Yeah, but when's International Non-Binary Persons Day. <laughs> I think there is a day for that. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but that is, is 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 it a man bigot or is it a, a non-binary bigot? Um, I I have a feeling it's still probably a a, a heterosexual male. Yeah. <laughs> a man. Yeah. But um. But yeah, but you know, they I think they're you know, their heart's in the right place. Is there a non bigotry? Is that a thing? <laughs> non um um non bigotry. Um, non bigotry. Yeah, but uh, that's just see. it's when you when you are a bigot but you, you refuse to be bigoted against any particular side. <laughs> no, but you don't you're not you're not allowed you feel like you're actually you identify somebody who can't be called bigoted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's really great. Yeah, women yeah. always think I'm bigoted. <laughs> it's especially them. And actually, I don't, I'm not. I'm non bigoted. <laughs> non biggery. Non bigotry. <laughs> women always wrongly identify me as bigoted. They miss agenda me. They think my <laughs> I have a bigoted agenda. <laughs> they miss yeah, they miss agenda me. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's You it. found a way to make it actually fit. Um is this is this do you think this is right downable? I think it's right downable. I think the pro- uh, a progressive bigot. Oh is, yeah, of course. Uh, you know. I mean it's a it's a broad <laughs> enough term that you can't it's very difficult to argue that it's not a sketch idea. Right. It's so oh, ill-defined. <laughs> we, we provided so little detail. I mean, it's, I it, mean if this was a hundredth episode, if this was a hundredth <laughs> episode, I would absolutely write it down no matter what. I think I would have forced you to write down four or five different ideas within this one, nested ideas. Yeah. This isn't just an oh, idea. This you is said, a whole oh, the, the, universe. That's a sketch idea. Cinematic um, universe of ideas. Oh, 
Oh, I just saw us. I just saw a fly. That's a sketch idea. Alistair, why would you? Why would you sort of even muddy the pool? Or why would you even start to suggest that these things might not be sketch ideas? We're so close Andy, to episode four hundred. Andy, I know, but we're not there. <laughs> no, we and need one, to be doing everything we can. And one of the satisfying things of listening back to these fucking idiotic ideas to this mm. thing is that you go, well, at least they are ideas. Because what's the point? Mm. <laughs> what's the point of doing it if we're going to yeah. come up with four hundred non-ideas? <laughs> You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, they, they they sat there and they just didn't come up with ideas and they wrote things down that weren't well, ideas. They, they, they sat there and they didn't come up with ideas, but the ideas they didn't come up with, there were 400 of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like... The, th- the things that they came up with. I mean, it's crazy to think that it'd be possible to come up with something that isn't an idea. But mm. it's it's the it's the sketch nature of the idea that is the crucial distinction, right? <laughs> right. Um, did right, you um, did you did you go to a beach yeah. a beach today? Sorry, you At, had an idea. Why did you say that? What made hey? you say that? I saw what a photograph you of you on a beach. Ah, very interesting, Alistair. Your reasoning very sound. Your conclusion accurate. But unfortunately, <laughs> the photograph that you saw of me at a beach was mm. not the beach that me at the beach that I went to today. That was <laughs> me at a different beach that I went to previously. Well, you must have looked horrible today that they couldn't post the photo of you from today's beach visit. I mean, I'm not convinced that I looked all that good at the uh, the beach visit that you did see the photograph of. But well, I'm not. I'm not sure if the. If the... <laughs> I'm not saying you did. I'm not saying you did look good in that photograph. What I am saying is that the one that you the the, the one from today looked worse. No, but I'm, I don't. I don't recall what you looked like. But the, my memory of it is that you look like a silhouette. So mm. there's a chance that. Mm. Um, that's my best. That's my best look right now. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think and I think the silhouette look that could be a good exciting oh. new silhouette wet wet in the <laughs> the beach. <laughs> I had a silhouette dream. Don't, let's not let's not let's not pursue that one. Oh, let's, is that let's... when you is that when you come out black <laughs> stuff while you sleep? <laughs> but it's all shadow. It right? sounds like a joke, but actually, it's a terrible thing. It's He's ejaculated a shadow, <laughs> and now the shadow follows his crotch around. Oh no! It's a total eclipse. Oh. Total eclipse of the crotch. The crotch. <laughs> you know, oh, imagine that though. If you were, if you had like, do you think that there's a way, like? What it, what would that be if you just had, if you just had like hovering shadow and over an area? Well, that would be a cock block situation, wouldn't it? It would be yes, but only cock light block. Well, it I wouldn't mean, block if, the whole cock, would it? Unless you, you couldn't could, get through the sh- the shadow. If you could somehow achieve that, and you could have a, a hovering crotch shadow, yeah, would that allow you to go out naked? into the world while maintaining your decency and not exposing yourself. Do you think, have you got ass shadow too? Um, is it as, is it as thick as clothing? 
Is that how thick the shadow is? I don't know how thick the shadow is. Because, you know, like, when I look at a shadow, often I can see the pavement underneath. <laughs> well, but if it's a, a full eclipse, like, you know, when the when the Earth is, uh, when the moon mm. eclipses the sun, right, you can't see the moon, okay? And yeah. you can't see the sun. Yeah. But I guess in that case, it's an object is in the way. There is so a really, we're just back yeah. to basically a, clothes, yeah, yeah. right? It's, it's not, not just a, a shadow. It's not a... <laughs> It's not a cock eclipse. It would be it, good to be able to have that pure kind of shadow. Eh? When can you get a pure shadow? I suppose the reason you don't get a pure shadow and the reason that you can still see the pavement, even when there's a shadow on the pavement, Alistair, mm. to use your beautiful example, if you don't mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Please, please, please. Is, is that the light is being reflected and refracted from different locations and bouncing. Fi- it's finding... Alternative pathway. That's what it is. My goodness, it is that the pavement, which yes. is itself a pathway, right? But <laughs> if you were in a situation where the the the, the uh, what would you have to have? You'd have to have a really um, oh, linear kind of light, like a laser light almost behind you that was casting yeah. the shadow. So let's say that. So in a, in a world where the the sun emits only laser light. Mm. Oh, this is a great science fiction concept. Laser sun. Laser sun. (laughs) Okay. And you're in a world, in this world, shadows are pure darkness. And so wait, how are you, how are we, this is, you know, because it's such, it's two such big concepts. It's a laser sun. That's what's so great about it. It's a laser sun and a hovering cock like shadow. I'm being hovered by a cock shadow. Shadow, cock shadow, cock shadow. Yes. So, is is this cock shadow? You think that it maybe it's like an alien that's somehow trolling you from somewhere between the sun and your cock? <laughs> it's they've sent out a drone or something like that. And all it does is it makes sure that your cock is never visible. Oh, this is great. And you're always trying to show it to people. Yeah. Right? Potential <laughs> beloveds. And whenever you do, the little alien blocks it out and it just looks like a patch of pure darkness. And so yeah. <laughs> the would-be lover yeah. thinks that there's nothing there but an unspeakable void. And you're like, what do you think of this? You don't. You, you think you're showing your, your genitalia. Right, your front genital, mm-hmm. but um, but it's not until because you wouldn't you wouldn't notice the the presence of the shadow. You don't feel a shadow being cast upon you. No, of course do not. Because you don't feel oh, the you, sun. Well, you might not. Yeah, you, you might just feel a cold patch because mm. because of that nice warm uh, laser sunlight. <laughs> the laser sun. <laughs> I mean, this is also a world in which there are no artificial sources of light. Yes, it would have to be day all the time. It's day all the time, and I think all and, objects and maybe have got no be, indoors. There's no indoors as well. Well, yeah. if there's, there's well, there maybe there's indoors, indoors, but there's yeah, but there's no artificial light indoors, and so it's pitch dark inside. Exactly right, and you say you maybe maybe you're in the dark there in the in the darkness fondling with your beloved, and you say you're going to want to get a look of this to them let's step outside yeah. right? it's From, amazing that he's ever seen it 
But uh, I guess they probably... Yeah, well, the alien, I guess, knows when it's just you alone. Yeah. Right? Also, he lets you see your own cock. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. And that's part of the prank, right? But you know what's you, good is that... It, yeah. All you have to have done... This right? is a great sketch idea, by the way. <laughs> all that you have to have done is pissed off the alien once, and then he programmed a, dro- a droid or a drone yeah. to just do this. And it's yeah. just an algorithm that he had to put in. Mm-hmm. He probably could voice do it. He'd go, droid, uh, just call, bl- block out the, gl- the sun, the laser sunlight from this guy's cock. like that. Mm. But what do you think that he would have done to piss off the alien? You know, like so. So I guess this is a multi, a multi-planetary kind of hub. This yeah, planet, sure. You know, maybe even a a, like a spaceport. Ga- you know, maybe it's a, a you know place, galaxy yeah. hub. It's the crossroads of um, major trading routes. Mm, uh, this is the a, um, the Box entire. Hill, the Box Hill <laughs> of um, of great great analogy. <laughs> Yeah, I can't think of Box Hill actually being a, gr- a great hub, but but it does have that crossroads, right? On Alexander, it does have a crossroads. It has that big, big complicated crossroads. Yeah, that does seem like a. F- Imagine being the person who designs a fucked crossroad. Oh. Anyway, let's not let's not lose our focus. What has pissed off this alien? Okay, um. so aliens come through. Because it doesn't have to be much. It could almost be, uh, you know, an, a Seinfeld-style insult. Mm. Yeah. You know, you I could, thought of um, a great episode of Seinfeld the other day, right? Yeah. This is, this is for modern Seinfeld, right? George discovers that his therapist has a podcast, okay, mm. where his therapist um, is has been talking about George, okay, on the podcast, right? Mocking, mocking George's That's good, yeah. things that he's revealed. Elaine, th- she has the same therapist, okay? B- and she listens to the entire, she stays up all night, she's all frazzled, listening to the entire back catalogue of the podcast. And the <coughs> therapist has never talked about Elaine on the podcast. Mm. And Elaine's really upset because she's been giving him gold, Jerry. Mm-hmm. Gold, right? Yeah. And. Uh, I think ultimately somehow Jerry ends up going as a guest on the podcast, right? Is invited on um, to 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 talk about this, yep. and then there's got to be something with um, uh, Jerry's girlfriend, but I haven't worked out what that is yet. What do you reckon? Yeah, I really like it a lot. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've written it down. Psych podcast <laughs> Seinfeld app. Um, I mean, you know, we could. I feel like you could have a show within a show that mm. is a fake Seinfeld, that yeah, is never great, really yeah. real Seinfeld. It's like Alien Seinfeld or something like that. That's a really good idea because I think it's a good touchstone that everybody's seen it, everybody knows it. Um, and it's it's almost its own format. Like we're writing mm. trivia questions at the moment, and they have said specifically, don't write any Seinfeld questions because they are the, um, like they're like you know like we've had enough, and they are like the. I can't remember what word they use, but they essentially like it's like 
the meat and potatoes, but also the dead end of of trivia questions. And also, really? in the last day, I saw that you wrote a, a, Einstein, a Seinfeld question. Did I? Yeah, I'm not yeah. sure that I saw that that was the thing that we weren't allowed to write about. So there you yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for bringing this up. No, no, no um, problem. Well, I, I was gonna, I was gonna message life. you. I was gonna message you, and then I thought, well, uh, Andy doesn't need to worry about this on his weekend. <laughs> and then, but yeah, then it's definitely what? too late. I've already it's, sent that shit in. It's but what they should do. Fifty now. PM I feel like. Seinfeld should be in the they should they should like release the source code to Seinfeld you know like yeah. like Elon did with Twitter or whatever banjo sorry about my dog um mm. and then it'll it'll just we can all then we can all tinker with it and we can all make our own Seinfeld episodes at home yeah you know, just by using just by tweaking the source code slightly do you think you could make Seinfeld episodes just by using your own family? I mean, sure. if they release it, let's say like, let's say they just release the rights. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good idea. It and then, do the you think domain. that anyone then, can make one? Like, because this is a sketch in a way. It's like they re- they release the rights to Seinfeld into the public domain, and suddenly yep. you go to dinner <laughs> at your family's house, <laughs> and your mom is suddenly. Is she's essentially Jerry Seinfeld, <laughs> and then your dad barges in <laughs> through the door, and he's Kramer, <laughs> right? And then your sister comes in, and she's George, mm. and you come in, and you start saying things, and you realize that you're Elaine, oh. and somehow, not only is it, and you realize that these people aren't doing this on purpose. Something has been released <laughs> that mm. you're actually you're you're stuck in some timeline, even though subconsciously or like conscious you're aware that you don't necessarily want to be saying these things. Like kind of like when you you know you feel yourself yelling at your kids and you're like, why do I I don't care about this? Mm. <laughs> you know this that actually doesn't matter. And then suddenly mm. you're going. Don't do it. It's because of this and this. Because you've, and you're like, oh no, I don't want to be saying this. This doesn't matter. But you're in a path. There's just some kind of programming that's in your body that you didn't even consciously realize was there, right? But it's some sort of social thing that you've been indoctrinated into, Mm. and now you're propagating it, replicating it to the next generation. Yeah. And in the same way that the Seinfeld programming that's in all of us has been activated maybe by a code word maybe it's not that the uh the intellectual property of uh, was released into the uh into the public domain maybe it leaked out into the public domain yeah and then they just said that it was released so that it (laughs) so that it it seemed like it was on purpose you know but it got somehow it got into the water supply yeah it was it was an actual lab leak yeah, there was a there was a screenwriting um, um, lab <laughs> in L.A. that was doing right. Is that where the L.A. and lab comes from? That's right. Yeah, right. <laughs> and that we're doing some really advanced tests on Seinfeld. audience testing. Yeah, audience testing, mm. and uh, on you know because it's already such a 
a, a beloved show and they were trying to mm. find ways if it could even mm. get embedded in people's minds even more. Mm. Well, they managed to turn it into a liquid. Right? Yeah, it didn't have to be a, a, a script anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, someone who was cleaning up unthinkingly poured the Seinfeld liquid down the sink. Right. They thought it wouldn't be a problem if I just re- release this into the ocean. <laughs> mm. Mm. But it's like a forever, forever chemical. Mm. And uh, yeah, it got into um, the water cycle. And then you turn on the news, and the news is kind of doing a. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of doing like a Seinfeld thing. Yeah, it's really good. Today on the news. <laughs> Seinfeld has been released. You seen this? <laughs> no, is this giant, is that is that is that Seinfeld? Is that how Seinfeld? I don't know. Have it's we like have we all seen this yeah, phenomenon? Everybody acting like they're Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, that's great. Um, I had a dream last night, Alistair. Right. Oh, you know how too. you revealed to me that you had a, um, a secret comedy podcast, secret comedy, uh, secret project. comedy project. Yeah. Well, then I had a dream that I had a secret comedy project. Right. Oh my god. And Beck Petratus and I were putting on a sketch show. Right? Yeah. Amazing. But it was the opening night, and I hadn't learned or possibly written any of the sketches. Right. And I was on stage just with a vague idea of what the sketch was supposed to be about, just fumbling through it and. And doing really, really badly. And it was going so badly that I actually died. Oh, my God. (laughs) I remember, like, as trying to improvise my way through these sketches in a really ungainly fashion, the audience Mm. all looking at me. And I like, and I was, I just remember sort of slowly slumping to the ground and the life force leaving my body. And and I remember being dead. <laughs> wow, <laughs> what was it like? Well, the it was it was it was just like this cold stillness, which is a bit I don't know, a bit of a cliche, I'm afraid. Oh, it's oh how embarrassing. But the last thing that I saw was somebody as I fell over, I knocked over somebody's chair, and they were live streaming. Uh, and it was, uh, and Kurt Vonnegut was watching. So the last thing I saw as I died was Kurt Vonnegut's face <laughs> <laughs> on, a, on this computer screen. But they were live streaming a Kurt. To, con- to Kurt Vonnegut, I guess to- he was like he was he was like FaceTiming in to watch the show or something. Oh, like that. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember I was lying there on the ground, dead, yeah. and I was looking at his face there. Or his computer screen was on the side, and he was there looking me straight in the eye as I <laughs> as I died. And and I suppose in real life you you very much respect him. Yeah, I really, really do. <laughs> and value his opinion on your work. I've I've I've, so I've I'd been reading an article recently about how many comedy writers regard him as being so important for his. It's- it's so funny because last night I had a dream where I died on stage. No. Yeah, because last night in my dream, and it's so weird because I told Otis this morning about my dream because I very rarely re- remember dreams, but 
I was like, it it was like a cabaret kind of night, burlesque kind of gig, and and I was on, and I kept hearing music start to play, and I was like, oh, I think I've got to be on, and I'd go out, and there'd be an audience there, and it kind of looked a little bit like, you know, like a black box kind of UCB theater mm. or something like that, mm. and I'd go out, and I'd and I'd be like, oh. There's nobody else out there. Like, you know, there'd be an audience, but I'd be like, oh, I don't think I'm actually on. But then there'd be music, and so I'd start to, like, dance. (laughs) And then I'd be like, oh, this is not going well. (laughs) And then I'd go backstage again, and I'd go, I don't think that was my time. And then then at some point where I definitely thought it was my turn, I I went out, and I was in a slight bit more of a costume, and I started trying Mm. to wiggle... It was like, I don't know what I was wearing, but there was like more, I was wearing some brass and I was went out and I started trying to like bounce it in funny ways and things like that. (laughs) And it wasn't working with the audience. And then I, and I went, well, there's no MC. This is crazy. (laughs) Why isn't there an MC? And then my my friend Pat Bircher was there, and he and I was like, "What did you do? Did you perf- did you do stand up?" And he goes, "Yeah." And I went, <laughs> "Oh, I should have done stand up. Should have done stand up." Ah, I mean that's pretty good. I mean, is there a sort of a comedy version of stripping, right? Mm. Where you just show people various different funny bits of your body, right? And I'm not talking about puppetry of the penis, right? But like, no, no. think of if you think of stand-up as being revealing things about your personality and your life, yeah. right? Um, I'm thinking of a, uh, an, a, a, a stripping version of that where you mm. just go up and you show people the funniest bits of your body, right? And they yeah. presumably laugh. Right, and then like you know, as a performer, I guess you'd always be sort of trying to find new funny bits of your body, right, to show to the audience. Totally. And you know, whenever somebody discovered a new funny bit of the body, all the other comics who all do the same kind of thing, they'd be so devastated. Be like, ah, the asshole. Why didn't I think of of that? Of course, the (laughs) asshole. Yeah. So so they're just finding regular bits of the body. It's not like you have bits of the body that are in some way, um, you know, s- interesting in themselves. Like you've got a dimple on your butt cheek or something like that. It's just um, choosing which body part to show. You go, oh, index finger. No, uh, yeah, you go, no you're L- right. I mean, I think some people could have funnier bodies than others, right? And they would have unique, strange things about them. Um, that might make people laugh. Yeah. Then you, yeah. Be, you know, look, um, this is nothing, Alistair. This this stripping, but you show, but you just show. <laughs> yeah, it's it's almost you know your your idea is almost the hokey pokey. But yeah. If it was a full performance, into in a comedy performance. Because mm. the shaking it all about bit, I think that's the bit that would be funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. But, like if you could put one butt cheek in, and mm. then take one butt cheek out. Yeah. 
and then shake it all about. I'm not sure what that's supposed to be. Is it what? Did you know what the point of the hokey pokey is? Is it just a dance, or was it? Is it sort of meaningful? Is it a political statement in some way? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, you put one foot in, you put one foot out, you put one foot in, you shake it all about. I. Mm. It doesn't feel very political to me, no, and that's what I like about it. I yeah, think I, I prefer my art to be non-political. Do you? Did you see but this guy's list of um, things that make good art? Some, you know, it was just a thing that went a bit viral of like some right-wing guy, right? Basically, being like, we all know that postmodernists—they're trying to make anything art. And they're trying to say that there's no difference between good good art and bad art, which I don't think people are saying. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but let's say we are saying okay. that, right? So he's come up with a list of 15 things that make something good art mm-hmm. or the 15 differences between good art and bad art, right? And... Um, and number one, um, and, and, and like these are the kinds of, I always never know, not sure, I'm never sure about these kinds of things, whether the guys are like, I'm going to put something out there that's deliberately bad and like makes me look like the biggest idiot possible so that it gets engagement and I grow my fan base or whatever it is. Yeah. But like the, the replies to this seem to be, you know, there seem to be a lot of guys saying, yeah, man, you're exactly right. So I don't know. <laughs> but the first thing it said was how to, about feelings, right? Good art makes you feel energized and powerful, but bad art makes you feel weird. <laughs> the first. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you could not have come up with a, a stupider opening concept yeah. that... M- makes it f- like feels like you're doing self-parody or ridicule yeah of like these guys who don't get anything yeah good food tastes good makes your f- tongue taste feel good bad food makes your tongue feel tingly <laughs> <laughs> i mean but but that seems way more valid what I know. you just said. I know. But, but the, the idea that, like, but I, I'm also like, I but almost completely weir- disagree. Yeah. Surely, weir- making people feel weird is is the beginning a huge of thing for art to achieve. Yeah, it's one of the the points is that it's like, oh, potentially it will make you feel feelings that you've never felt before. Yeah. Oh, I didn't like it. I I went and looked at a whole lot of art, and it made me feel weird. It must be bad art. Yuck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to anyone who came to the gallery today. Um, if you felt weird afterwards, we've just discovered that we had a batch of bad art in there. <laughs> um, it should clear up after 24 hours. But please see a doctor if you continue to feel weird. Um, I think there's a funny idea in the batch of bad art. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That that um, health authorities have released a, a warning or something. Yeah, yeah. After a gallery was found to have mistakenly been stocked with bad art or a batch of bad art, and anyone who attended the a Ravencroft bunch. Gallery yeah. between 
we've just realised a bunch of this art had gone bad mm. um, about three weeks ago, but we hadn't been told. <laughs> we hadn't thrown it out. We hadn't been given the a, a, an accurate um, best before date. Well, that is interesting. Should there be a best before date on art? Now that we are in this age of, um, you know, cancel culture and... Um, Definitely not. Sorry? <laughs> I said definitely not. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting I'm, that it should be. Oh, no, no, but you right. said you, you weren't suggesting, you were asking. <laughs> <laughs> and you gave me the power to answer and I, uh, I, I made my answer. Well, I regret that. Right. Yes. I'm saying there should be used by dates on all art, right? And if yeah. you get offended by a piece of art more than 10 years after it um it it, it was released, right? Yeah. Or whatever a time, that's your fault for mm-hmm. consuming it after the best before date. It feels like one of those kind of almost bullshit like right-wing American things where they'd be like we 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 need to put uh, best before dates, um, expiry dates on art, and we need to take expiry dates off of food. <laughs> no one should be able to tell me when food is bad. I'll tell you when it's bad. Yeah, but would they say that? Because they also don't like the idea of re- re- revising old art, right? They don't like the idea of going back to you know, Roald Dahl's books or whatever and saying... They don't that these like are... revising art that agrees with them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but if the Correct. art is in any way communist or something like that... Sure. Isn't it crazy how, like... you Have you seen Oppenheimer? No, I haven't, no. But just, like, Americans are obsessed with communism. <laughs> really are it's crazy it's like yeah well what you may you even at some point entertain the idea of hanging out with communists yeah and our constitution which explicitly states that you're allowed to do that um like it's right up there at the top but yeah but it, but it, like, I don't think any of them know what it means either, right? Well, like, sorry, I'm not saying not any of them, but a lot None of them. None of them know. Don't really understand what it is. I guess it's sort of, it's just another thing like saying woke or whatever. What about this? A now, country that is communist. But have you written down my uh, used by dates, best before dates on art? Um, idea, by the way. Batch, I've got batch of bad art. No, well, this is a different concept. Yeah. Best before okay. dates on art. I think it's a genuinely interesting idea yeah right. right okay that like and i don't i don't think it's necessarily a right-wing point of view i think it could have merit and i haven't thought it through because i only just thought of it now on the podcast well, it would create it more of a turnover on art no but I'm, I'm not saying that you can't have the art right no. the old art can still exist yeah. Right, but it is like buying expired food. If you look at it, if you watch a film from the eighties or whatever, you do so at your own risk of like there are going to be stuff in here that is not going to be to everyone's taste. <laughs> you're right. Um, yeah. Maybe that. Yeah. No, no, no. I think you're right. It's just. Um, I mean, I was, I was thinking of it 
because I was trying to like you know extrapolate, and I was trying to think of me, because you know all the galleries are filled with such old art. Yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. And you'd yep. be like, it'd be actually great for young artists if there was. And I, th- you're right. I think it would be funny to see them going through the NGV and chucking out all the Picassos because they're so old and they've yeah. gone bad. Yeah, maybe they're just fe- in a maybe skip f- out the back, feeding them to pigs. <laughs> You feed them to pigs or you show them to pigs? You put them in a skip out the back. <laughs> or do you go, oh, you, go out, you hang them up in Yeah, we've exhibited them to pigs. <laughs> these are these are only fit to be exhibited to swine. To, to swine. And there's this beautiful white room that the pigs are walking around. <laughs> oh, it's still a nice gallery, isn't yeah. it? It's still... Well presented. The Guggenheim Swine oh, Gallery. Wow. Guggenheim already the, sounds like something. The Guggen Swine. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Guggenheimer. That's um, Oppenheimer. Wait. I don't know why, but the, fir- the first goo is G-O-O. Yeah. Yeah, I um, think so. Doesn't help that much, but doesn't help it, it and it needs help help and that's it not needs helping. a lot of help <laughs> <laughs> i mean i think the fucking um it's i mean this Do has you to go, get guess, a lot of hippies a lot of um, you know um people dumpster diving and getting the art out of the out of the bins and taking it back to their place so they've got guernica they've got the weeping woman yeah up on the wall of their squat Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, great. Um, Are they getting sick off it? Yeah, they're getting mental. Yeah, they're getting fucking mental sickness. They're getting mental salmonella or whatever. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What would be like, what is an example of your brain vomiting? Like a mental illness, like the vomiting version of of mental illness, mm, you know. I mean, it's vomiting version of mental like, but illness. It has Would to not be, be crying. No, <laughs> something has to come out. Something has to come out. Like, right. I guess mania. No, mania is kind of a a thing where you kind of start to, you know, you. What is it? Is it called pressured speech? It's a thing to look for. You know, you know when somebody starts to go into a. A mania. I think it's called pressured speech when you I start heard speaking this. very more quickly. Right. And um, let's see. With an pressured speeches is often a sign of mania or hypomania. That's when your energy levels or mood is very high, and it's linked to bi- bipolar disorder. Right. Well, it's we already have the concept of verbal diarrhea. Mm. Right. So, I yeah. mean, do we want to utilize that here? Verbal vomit. Yeah. I don't mm. know. It'd be good. It'd just be like something that you 
like something that you had absorbed earlier, probably like bad art, mm. ends up coming out and then is no criticism? longer in your mind. Does it come out as a as criticism? Does it but come out as a I guess an something, essay? But if it comes out as something that is suddenly, it's no longer in your memories after that. Right. Oh, I see. You sort of purged it all out in this yeah. sort of frenzy, like how um, it's it's probably Stephen like a, King like, wrote the uh, Cujo. Yeah, he doesn't remember how it happened. <laughs> I don't think he remembers writing it. Um, yeah, I think yeah, it's it's probably just some like you know, it's you, you, some blackout situation. Mm. You get the memories out. It's pro- you know it, it probably is just like roofies or something like that, but I don't know if it's like a you know you know how the brain can release endorphins at some point it can release a roofie. Yeah, oh, that's good. Uh, you know what a self roofie, a self roofing scenario. Oh, the you know the brain actually secretes roofies. <laughs> it's actually a very natural chemical. That's why I take it every day. On microdose roofies, so I don't remember any of my life. Mm. What would that do if you just, if you if you microdosed roofies every day, so that it's not that it's, I mean it's I guess it would allow you to have, but you want it a bit below the psychoactive area. But like mm. instead of giving you a spring in your step or whatever they say, you know, microdosing LSD does or whatever. Um, this would give you a bit of a like. It would make you feel like very relaxed and unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> but you um, would. I still mean, be I think the risk with microdosing roofies is that you would forget how much you had taken, you would, mm. or you would forget that you'd already taken your dose of roofie. Sure. You say, oh, "Look, I was going to start microdosing roofies today." But I went to get it out of the cupboard, and it's all gone. Hmm. <laughs> Somebody's taken it. Somebody's taken all my roofies. Um, then it turns out it's just your brother or something like that, and it's just no, <laughs> oh, no, it's just an awful situation. Yeah. What What would be a good reason to roofie your parents? Not your <laughs> parents and parents. <laughs> Uh, let's see, elder like, abuse? No, um, yeah, I suppose it is elder abuse, but like, but imagine like roofing your parents so that you could have like a, like, I guess if you had never had a loving experience with your parents mm. and you, <laughs> you, you What were about like, if you just wanted to tell them exactly what you really, you wanted to unload all of your, you know, unburden yourself of yeah. all of your childhood um, hang-ups and everything that you want to blame them for and be angry yeah. about. Maybe they'd consent to this, right? Maybe this would be a new kind of therapy. Because right? your parents, you're like, parents are often very... Like, they're they're very... Sorry about interrupting. But they're often... Uh, you know, they don't want to be blamed for all your problems and that kind yes. of stuff like that. And so yes. they're resistant. And mm. you say, well, we've come up with this new form of therapy. Where I give you a roofie, each of you, and then yeah. I tell you everything. So I feel like I've told you. <laughs> mm. I mm. get to get it out. It's a bit of a a mental, um, what was the thing we were just talking about? It's essentially a mental vomit. Mm. Yeah. And then so you, aren't, you dump all of that on them. 
And then the next day, they've forgotten everything, but you've, you're you walking a little bit lighter in your, mm. your shoes. I think it's a funny idea. I think <laughs> I think it's a great thing to put into a, a fucked up sitcom, right? The idea that somebody wants to confront their parents about something, but they can't bear then continuing to have a relationship with their parents with the knowledge of what they've confronted them with. Mm. And they... Uh, and so they <laughs> they slip <laughs> Rufy into their parents' apple pie or whatever, get it all yeah. out after dinner, and then the next day the parents don't remember anything. Either that or somebody um, accidentally roofies their parents, right, on the day that they're planning to um, come out to them, I guess. Mm. They go through this whole thing, big emotional thing. It wor- It's all great. It was very painful, but it all happens. And then the parents forget it all, and they have to do it all again. Sure. Also, they accidentally roofie their parents before, yes. before re- <laughs> revealing something important. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> roofie before... Whoops. Sorry, my page important is bent over. Before. confrontation or revelation. Um, Con- and so have to do it again. Um, yeah, all over again. But I, I think I also like the idea of just doing it, um, like where they they also agree because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I no, think it I is funny understand. where they also agree and they're like, you know, they need to get it out, but and we don't really want to hear it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know? you're right. That is funny. <laughs> you know, because maybe the maybe the parents deliberately take the roofie. Yeah. <laughs> without telling the child. They're like, Oh no, we wanna know. Yeah, yeah tell us yeah. everything. Definitely. We can handle it and we're gonna be all right with it. <laughs> what did you guys just know, take? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> tell really? us all your problems. We care. Yeah. <laughs> But we promise this. Also, we promise this won't change the way we treat you <laughs> at all. Wink, wink. That's funny. It'll be like you never said it at all. <laughs> um, that's funny. Um. <laughs> I mean, what if you found out that um, someone in your life had been taking a roofie before every time they catch up with you, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so no, they, they, they because, and you only notice because they keep they only refer back to one experience that you had together in high school yeah. or something yeah but they I guess they really don't like you but they want to continue maintaining the connection for some reason they can't they can't bear to break off the friendship they don't want to be the person who does that but yeah. they also don't want to know anything about you they don't want to have anything about you occupying space in their head. I think. I guess I they think loathe you. This is like a. There's a whole series in this. Like you know, like I mean, as in, in the whole series, you just mm. see innovative ways in which people are using roofies in everyday life. <laughs> I think. I think that is great. I think maybe it's the Roofie Corporation has produced this um, a short instructional film. Right, with a series of vignettes showing the ways <laughs> the roofie <in> which, corporation, <laughs> which roofies could be used. 
that yeah. aren't so, you know, I mean, they're a family company. I think that the, the founder is probably devastated about the bad connotations that their product has had. Of course, yeah. The right? <laughs> and they're trying Marge to... Roofie. Yeah. They're actually, yeah, they're probably devastated by the ways, yeah, that the chemical mm. has usually been used. Mm. And they were they were just a family business that were started on a farm and they would mm. mill up the roofie plant. <laughs> the, the roofie root. They were just they were just roofie <laughs> yeah, the roofie root. They would just you know, they would grow and grind it and mm. you know, for generations. Mm. Used to Our just be pressed with sawdust or whatever and mm. Over time, some say the secret ingredient is the love. The active ingredient oh is, the, is the care. The thing that holds the pill together is love. But actually, <laughs> later on, it became just sort of regular pill binding <laughs> agent. Yeah. yeah. What is that? What are pills made out of? What is that stuff? Um, Marzipan? No, I don't think it. I don't think it has to do. It's food. No, it, okay. a lot of it doesn't tastes in a very tastes very chemically. Mm, yes, as we've discussed on a couple of recent podcasts, apparently. Yeah. Um, God, do we take a roofie before each episode? Yeah, because well, I do. I feel like not these episodes are roofies for us. Mm. But that's good. Um, that's good, Alistair. I well, re- surely we've got five ideas yeah, of some five, kind. There's five ideas here. I um. I just need to go and get I to go get this other idea. But in the meantime, I I texted my friend, um, R.I.P. King, because um, Mohammed Al Fayed passed away, oh, and I had yeah. a very I had a very vivid memory of my friend laughing at this, and I didn't know who it was, <laughs> but my friend laughed at. Um, when I told the them Ali G show? the Ali G thing about Mohammed mm. Al Fayed being on there, and he because and he seemed to know who Mohammed Al Fayed was at the time, mm. and I and I did not, um, but I mentioned it to him, and he was like, "Yeah, Mohammed Al Fayed was on there," and so I texted him <laughs> R.I.P. King, and and a link to the to when he was rapping. Yep, and uh, and he's he was like, "Oh my god, I thought Sasha Baron Cohen had died because of this." Um. Anyway, so <laughs> do you do you think that if you if Sasha Baron Cohen did die, you would be texting links to his work on the Ali G show, saying "R.I.P. King" to your yeah, friends? I think so. Yeah, of the Muhammad Al Fayed. <laughs> um, they call him Muhammad Al Fayed. Is yeah. that right? Is that, that's how it went, right? I think so. Yeah, Al Fayed. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Mm. Um. Okay. So today. Um, oh my god, my brain is not functioning. Um, I'm just trying to think. It's Braden. Braden sent in three words today. Do you want? Should we do three words from a listener? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. I yeah. think it's an exciting new segment. I'm well, it's because Braden sent it in through goes. the through the Discord, and then his name's mm. not Braden through the Discord. So then I have no. to remember names. You know, <laughs> I think his name is Dick. On, eh? the, on the Discord, is that I right? Think, I think no, it's not a shark. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, here we go. Okay, wait. 
three words for you, good sir. Okay, are you ready? Uh, this feels like you're filling, but yeah, I am ready. Yeah, okay, what's the first word? You Can you want to guess okay, what the, the first, first word is? Um, snooty. Wrong. Mm. Snooty, <laughs> almost, almost, wrong, wrong, may wrong, have wrong, no, wrong. no letters even at all wow. in Roman. Um, no, almost no conceptual links to this. <laughs> um, tepid is the Is this the word. most wrong I've ever been? Uh, it could be. Snoop tepid. And tepid. Okay. Um, okay, the second word. Okay, hang on. Um, tepid. Okay, tepid. So tepid means mild temperature, just like inoffensive kind of temperature. So what's the thing? That would either be okay. Um, tepid superconductor. <laughs> oh, you tepid are superconductor. on a terrible path, Andy. Um, uh, tepid aphid. Tepid aphid. You know what? That was my first instinct was to go with the id thing. So I was going to go vapid. Was going to be my first guess. Yeah. So is it tepid aphid vapid? Andy, it is tepid aphid atrocious. <laughs> Much <laughs> like your guesses. <laughs> That's really fucked up what you just did there. Brandon. Yeah. Oh, I don't think it is. That's yeah. sick. It is sick. Um, wow. So, okay, let's see. Tepid aphid atrocious. So aphids, obviously, are those um, little bugs. They yeah. crawl over your your crops, right? Your tomatoes and stuff, and oh, they eat yeah. the the shoots. And They're always kind of an interesting shape. They're kind of like a. They got big butts, right? Well, or do their or do their butts come to a to a point? Oh, maybe that's true. Yeah, because okay. it kind of feels like they're like a squared off heart shape. Mm. Interesting. I could, I could be wrong. Yeah, um, but are they also the ones that produce that milk that those ants? farm and then the oh, I think that could be possible yeah. yeah oh they're a horrible bug I don't like looking at them mm. are we have, have we experimented with that milk I mean you oh. think about ants and what they're able to achieve yeah, and how do we much stronger they are than their oh, relative yeah. to their body mass it could be like spinach to Popeye yeah it could be like you know if you I think we could get I think we could get um Bodybuilders, conceivably, we could get bodybuilders if they're already drinking colostrum or whatever, they're and if they're possibly interested in royal milk. jelly, we're going to get them onto aphid milk. You think that the ant is relative to it? It, it can lift s- twenty times its own body mass or whatever. That's oh, yeah. what we're going to sell. Yeah, I mean, and get it as an option for your coffee. Yeah, great. And I think we're going to be, um, <laughs> I think one of the things that the guy, uh, what, the analogies that one of the guys made in his art thing was talking about good art is like a bulletproof coffee. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. Those but people, look, they're, 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 they're on a, such a weird level. Like I saw one the other day and it was one of the, it was one of these kinds of guys, right? Mm. And there, it's three guys, and I think they were trying to say, they were in a video, and they were trying to say like, we should shame women 
for like having sex with lots of people, mm. right? And you know, like let's say you're like a quality man. You got a nice watch. You got a Bugatti, right? Yeah. And that's straight away just the idea that that's their version of what a quality man. Is. <laughs> no. There's two possessions that they own that makes them a quality man. You could be born a quality man. Yeah. Is, it, is this know. anything? Times have been tough recently. I've had to be living out of my Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is I've, I'm showing guys my watch in the street for 50 bucks. <laughs> Even that works as an investment. Isn't that crazy? Like, what do you mean? Like, like the idea that I guess that the you know your, the idea is that you would be showing your dick to people for five bucks. Yeah, or I guess so. Yeah, yeah. But like the idea that your watch, still you know it still works as an investment, even mm. when you're poor, super poor. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, sorry. What, what were we talking no, about? I mean, that that's guy? fun. That's really good. Wait. Living out of your... Um, oh, sure. I'm sure. doing it tough. Mm. Tough. Living. Bugatic. That's when you have an extra room above your Bugatti. <laughs> it's the area between the ceiling of the Bugatti and, and the roof. The, and the roof. The Bugatti. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the Bugatic. I, 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 wanted to, um, I wanted to suggest that if we are milking aphids and selling it to bodybuilders it would be great to have a scene of aphid ranches right and i guess they're riding their horses around their aphid um a herd right billions and billions of swarming aphids but you can't see any of them obviously yeah right but they they they're cracking their whips and then maybe they're also they see spot an injured aphid somewhere in the herd and they have to lasso it right <laughs> <laughs> Truss so it up, right? Bring it into the to the compound. Yeah, you guys. Sorry, it, if if there's an injured one, it it attracts ladybugs, <laughs> and I've lost enough stock to those bastards. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. Ladybugs, all dead ladybugs, tied up to the fence line. Yeah, hanging. Yeah, he's um, got a ladybug tail on the back of his his hat. <laughs> he's got a big what? Oh yeah, like a, a, a set of ladybug testicles hanging at the back mm. of his pickup truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't see him, but um, is there? I don't know why I'm thinking this, but you know, like people refer to breasts as milkers. Is that a thing? I have heard that, yes. I think that's another big, bit of a right-wing thing, big maybe. Big mommy milkers, maybe? Mm. But I don't know why, but it's just her bras filled with aphid, aphids. <laughs> <laughs> and they're producing milk, and, and she just gonna, just gonna squeeze them. You know, wow, sorry, yeah. I got a pump. This is, she's, you know, I guess this is like a right-wing person's... <laughs> idea of what a left-wing person would do <laughs> is it yeah you know because they're you know often they go on about like they're gonna make us eat bugs oh sure yeah 
Oh, their breasts are, their bras are filled with aphids. They're going to milk them and feed it to your young. Um, oh, you know what I was going to do? I was going to do this episode as a character. Oh, I was like, oh, we're only, we've only got a few. You think? I was like, I thought we're, we've only got a few episodes left before the end of the, you know, season three. Mm. You know, up to four or five or something like that, depending on how long it takes us before we actually get to the yeah four hundredth episode. So I thought maybe I could start doing them as characters. I make it. I make a split decision in the first few seconds of the episode who I'm gonna be. Wow. You know, I thought that would really mix. You know, mi- mi- uh, you know, shake things up. Yeah, anyway. that's great. I remember on the second episode ever of Two in the Think Tank. Yeah. Um, I said I was thinking about bringing in some, you know, some notes, and you said, "No, nah, we're not going to do that." <laughs> oh yeah, you can't bring in notes. <laughs> but you can. But you can just do an episode as a character. But a note sounds pre-prepared. Well, I was just going to be some prompts, you know, some things that I thought might be something. No, but you I don't think that you doing the episode as a character is more of a deviation from the format than me having a couple of notes of ideas. I mean, the whole thing that we've been saying the whole time is you got to come, come up with your ideas on pod. And then well, I this just... was only in episode two. You already had such a firm idea <laughs> of what you wanted the podcast to be. Well, I mean, I didn't. We've want... never done that. The idea, We've never done the that. idea that we would create homework <laughs> seemed insane. Like, why would you want to do that yeah, no, and course. create a precedent? I had to shut it down, Andy. Yeah, you yeah, were no, you, you were can't go you were precedents. going crazy with just like mm. the you were on the high from the first episode. We probably tried to record the second episode right after we recorded the first episode. You're like, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna do heaps of work. I'm going to bring in notes. I'm going to have paragraphs. It was heady days. It was a real gold rush, real idea rush. Two episodes a week for the first couple of months, I think. Yeah. Um. And then five years off. (laughs) Alistair. (laughs) Did we? Yeah. Should should I just take a look? Have Have we come up with Braden's idea? Was yeah, it the absolutely. aphid milkers? Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, the aphid farmers, I think, and the aphid farmers sorry. thing. I'll yeah. just write it down properly. Aphid farmers, because you don't wanna you don't want it to be the big breasts that are filled with aphids, right? <laughs> well, I don't I, to me they didn't feel like it has clear an idea, and I'm sorry to say that, Alice. I know, I know, but like I don't have much, Andy. You understand. <laughs> I'm not taking it away from you. I know. But you, but you also understand that I think that ideas that don't have much are actually more. <laughs> <laughs> they have more than the ideas that have a lot. Uh, I feel like you feel like that about your ideas that don't yeah. have much. No, that's true. You're <laughs> right. I feel like you feel like Wait, my what, ideas that don't have much what was your idea have a lot beginning? less. Yeah, yeah. What was your idea? <laughs> I know, but I don't have much. you got to understand that about my <laughs> ideas. You have lots of ideas. <laughs> so then I have well, a, I, I have to I have a higher standard for you. Often when you ask me to elaborate on an idea, it does turn out that there's not a lot there. Yeah, Whereas sure. 
often when I ask you to elaborate on an idea. On an idea that seems there like there's not a lot. There is a lot there. I've it got might a not whole make sense, universe but there is attached a lot to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, Braden, I hope that we, we, we didn't do you wrong. Didn't do uh, you dirty. I hope we didn't do you dirty, Dayton. Dirty Dayton. Didn't do you dirty, Dayton. Um, all right. Well, here's the sketch ideas for today. We got the progressive bigot. Wens. Mm. Oh no, what's this? Wens. Rotten millennial. <laughs> Wens. Mon- oh, Wens international non-binary day. <laughs> it looks like rotten millennial non-binary day. <laughs> How I've oh, written man. it. Then we got cock shadow uh, on laser sun planet. <laughs> I, mean, I love great. these high concept ideas. Yeah, that's that's one of my favorites. Then we got Psych Podcast Seinfeld app. Yeah, great. Yeah, and then we have the the rights of Seinfeld are released, and everyone can't help but start doing it involuntarily. There's a yeah, there's an LA leak. <laughs> I think the idea of like everybody's doing Seinfelds, maybe not in like a um. In, in that same toxic, contagious kind of way. But the idea that, like, so doing a Seinfeld, right, becomes it becomes its own genre, almost like horror or fantasy or yeah, whatever. It, There's the Seinfeld genre. You know the one and that you doesn't can feel go like to it. small towns and you got to, like, oh, you got to go to this town. They do the best Seinfeld there, well, you, right? You know which genre doesn't feel like it belongs in the genres is... Um the noir genre. Yeah. That feels yeah. like that's a Seinfeld thing. You go, you mean just like it's like a detective movie and it's like it's not well lit? <laughs> <laughs> that, it's like it doesn't feel like it's a whole genre. It seems like a lighting state at best. Like a lot of the other ones are based around like an emotion. Sure. You know, like it's like, oh, comedy. Drama. Okay. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, and horror. And then they go, a detective with like Venetian with blind hat. shadows <laughs> on his face. <laughs> is that a full thing? Is that a, <laughs> that's is that a full genre? No. Oh, I think that's really funny. Um, all right. So wait, what's the, the other more episode that we got? Then we got batch of bad art. Then we got apology from the gallery. Then we got best before dates on art. It's only fit to be exhibited to pigs. <laughs> the other thing about noir. Um, oh, is there anything else to it? Um, I guess a lot of women get slapped. Oh, is that what happens? Yeah, they slap. I feel like I feel like that happens a lot in noir. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> oh, okay, I still don't think that quite counts as a genre. <laughs> this guy's a real alcoholic. I again. Yeah. Then we got roofing your parents so you can tell them they, <laughs> they, uh, something like that. They feel important like stuff. It, the important stuff. Then we also got alternatives of this which is accidental roofing before telling mm. them something important mm. or your parents finding out that your parents roofied themselves when you 
when they knew that they were going to get told something to blame <laughs> for something bad. Yeah, just the idea that, that your parents, turns out your parents have been roofing themselves before yeah. they, every time they see you. Yeah. <laughs> every catch up. Because <laughs> <laughs> we just think you're going to blame us because you're so fucked up. Also, and, you're ki- we're kind of embarrassed by your behavior and you're f- as a fa- you seem like a failure. We'd rather remember you as you were as a kid with yeah. all that potential. Yeah, that that's funny when you're, you know, because people often say that about somebody on their deathbed or when they've got dementia or something like that. But <laughs> yeah, it's like as soon as you turned 18, we started roofing ourselves. <laughs> and we got Martin and Marge Roofie, the, fam- the who run the oh, family wow. business. Um, then we've got I'm doing it tough. I'm having to sleep in my Bugatti. Mm-hmm. Then we got the... Seems like a good rap, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, it's both a brag and a, and a you know, mm. and a, and a complaint. Uh, we got the yeah. aphid farmers. Then we got the aphid milkers. Mm. And then we got the noir the judge. is not enough of a genre. It's not of a genre. So I think that's it, Andy. We did it. You be the judge. Okay. <laughs> Was that a bit of Rolf Harris singing? Oh, there? I don't really know Rolf Harris, but there's a possibility. Yeah, if he's doing the, the kind of the monkey breathing the, in the and out sound. weird kind of breathing thing, yeah. Yeah, it's just in and out breathing whilst making sound. Mm, I suppose that's okay. Yeah, I don't I'm think not, he could. Own I that. wasn't doing any kind of illegal sex stuff. Okay, if that's right. what you were asking, it wasn't. But it's good to know. All right, it, thank you, everybody. Unless did you have anything to plug? Uh, you know, you can check us out on uh, Blue Sky. Hey, I'm on Blue Sky. I what, think are I'm Andy what are you? Andy Matthews at Blue Sky Social. Well, well, I'm Alistair TB. And you can still find us on Instagram. We were on, th- I was on threads for about a day and a half. And then I went, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you think anybody's still on threads? I don't know. But I'm really optimistic about Blue Sky. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. I was about well, to tweet, uh, to, to, to post something on Blue Sky about like, are we going to call these things skeets? But yeah. People I, are already doing that. People have already mentioned skeets. Yeah, and re-skeet. It's already out there. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, that's fun. I didn't get your to skeet, say it. Get your skeets out. Uh, winter, winter skeets. Long. But I haven't. I I cross country skeets. Following like five people, and I haven't. I haven't. I haven't skeeted anything yet. I'm, oh, well, I, I wanted. I'm, I wanted to be really good. I want yeah, to have a good, you know, you consistent, high-quality presence on this. You, so you know, it's a second chance. You get to start again. It is. It's a do-over. Yeah. You know, you won't make the same mistakes you made on Twitter. Yeah. Um, that's great, Andy. God forbid. All right. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're well. Don't forget and that we're we gonna probably going to r- record the the uh, 400th episode on September, no, October 9th and 10th or 8th, 7th and... Seventh, I think. Seventh, yeah. Okay, October seventh. Yeah. So, look out for that. Free the day, or the night, yeah. depending on when. Free the day. Take Free care. Free the day. And, and we love love you. you. Bye bye. Bye bye. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.